Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my friend, after many weeks, we are back. How you doing? You are. It's been a while. Thanksgiving was fantastic. Hope it was for you as well. Uh, It's funny. uh, I just remember this. I didn't tell you this before the podcast, but... Um, it's so dry in Colorado, you forget about it. Um, like right. We're on the top of a, a plateau, essentially, before we hit the mountains. Uh, right, right. And I got to to San Diego is where I flew into. Um, and I was like, oh, it's so freaking humid here. And my dad's like, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was so humid. He's like, is it really yeah. dry in Colorado? I was like, yeah. Like, shoot, I forget to leave my contacts in overnight. And I'm waking up with crusties sealed my eyes yes. shut in the morning. Yes. Um, you cannot that is forget not a that. Problem in the beautiful yeah, Southern California, over other here, other than the amount in, of people that live there, yeah, it's fantastic. Other than the amount of people, the weather's awesome, though, right? Yeah, over here it's kind of yeah. the opposite. It's like you know, it's cold now, but it's uh, humid cold most of the time. So, like thirty degrees actually feels way colder than thirty. You know, um, but yeah, yeah. man. I think I'd still take the humid uh, to the super dry. Colorado's beautiful and awesome, and you can see a long ways because there's no moisture in the air. But um, that like dry eye, man, that that drove me crazy. Even without contacts, my eyes would be like so dry out there all the time. So yeah, whatever. my eyes are pretty much constantly red, and I'm yeah. pretty religious about eye drops and that kind of stuff. But and you're one of the people in Colorado who does not smoke pot, um, <laughs> but. Everybody well, is like, hey, he's I just mean, got red eyes. You know, we all got red eyes. <laughs> depends um, who you hang out with. Uh, yeah, man. Um, if I did weed, I wouldn't smoke it. That's for sure. That's just going to screw up your lungs. Edibles <laughs> all day long. Come on, folks. <laughs> um, catch up. Uh, oh, man. Is it humid in the funny. summer? Yes. Yes. Like, is it like uh, these not like, like miserable humid? Uh, no, it's not normally that bad. It's not mug. It's not usually swampy, but there are occasional swampy days like DC. I just feel like you're in a swamp. So when it's summer and hot, it's like, yeah, it's just not a good place to be. Um, It was DC and Dallas where the worst you have ever experienced. Dallas. Oh, Dallas is brutal. It's brutal, dude. Um, this is a re-record. People don't know that because the people that listen to our show just didn't get an episode. But you and I secretly know this is a uh, this is a part two or a take two. Well, it's I not secretly say. anymore. No. Oh, shoot. Like, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, people. So, everything you just heard, folks. Ignore that. It's still a <laughs> just secret. This disregard what I that said. Maybe a lie, but yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So sorry (laughs) if we missed you for two weeks. Our plan was to release one the week after Thanksgiving. Right. um, And we recorded one for that. But as I listened to it, I was like, this is, this is crap. (laughs) Um, We don't, we don't want to put this out. And I I had one of my girls and she was crying a lot. That's true. And then, and then the last like 20 minutes, I think. The last like 20 minutes was just you because I was like, dude, I have to go because this meeting yeah. is happening. And then it was just yeah. you. So it wasn't good. Yeah. 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 Sorry I left you hanging. I was not, I was not prepared for that right. podcast and definitely not prepared to lead it for an entire 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I'm so lost. Um, just rambling and rambling. But hey, we all have those days. It happens. It yeah, what it is. We uh, we were supposed to talk about the Holy Spirit, and Josh kept bringing up like mummies and the pyramids and like all this stuff. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Siamese um, cat. Yeah, his- um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't so, Siamese anyway, cat the Egyptian? Yes, I think. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think so, but maybe I'm, I'm just sure. is Siamese cats there. That's that's like a breed of a cat, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But this I always is... thought the Siamese cats were in um, Lady and the Tramp, which, by the way, okay, terrifying movie for a child, right? Um, but not a good watch movie. Lady, and there was two of them, so I always thought just having two twin cats, they're Siamese. That's what you call <laughs> like twin cat. Um, so like, we are Siamese. If you don't please, it's such a weird song. <laughs> So I didn't funny. know it was a brand, like a breed of cats. A brand, a, a brand of cats. Or a brand. Uh, of, a brand of cats. I live in branding world. I'm going to tell you, and I both work in like marketing slash branding. Yeah, it's a brand of yeah. cats. <laughs> uh, so good. Petco is coming out yeah, with this new does, brand of cats on Black not, Friday. It does it's not have awesome. a good brand reputation. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Not, not a brand <sighs> I'm attached to. Yeah. So good. So yeah. true. How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. Man, it was it was good. Um, we did fake Thanksgiving. So we had like the full formal Thanksgiving meal like on Sunday. And then it was kind of confusing uh, come Thursday. You know, we did that so we could all be together because there were some conflicts. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, come Thursday, we had like a pretty normal day. Actually, we just did like some projects around the house and all kinds of stuff that was actually like just really good, but downtime and then watched football and did not eat any Turkey on Thursday. So it was weird. But, um, with that said, Jana and, uh, my, one of my daughters baked a ton of cookies. It was like every day there were just batches of cookies going. So dude, between the actual Thanksgiving dinner and all the cookies I've eaten as well as fudge, like I, I'm already putting on my winter weight, man. Like it's uh Jana made this, yeah, you, you know, trader for those those Pennsylvania winters. There's some cold winters. Yes, like you right. Need at Dude, least 10, 15 pounds you, of insulation. Fudge is not just dessert. It's like functional. You know, you need some winter weight. <laughs> Dude, you know the Trader Joe's cookie butter? Do you know what I mean when I say yeah, that? I've never I've been to a Trader Joe's once in my entire life and I didn't buy anything when I was there. Dude. I was there with someone else. How how you like lived in California and Phoenix, like you lived around. Okay. Trader Joe's has this cookie butter. That's like hazelnut chocolate and basically cookie dough mixed in the form of peanut butter, but it's not peanut butter. And Jana mixed that into the fudge that she made. And it's like ridiculously good. It's like dark chocolate and cookie butter fudge so anyway i didn't even know people made fudge to be honest i thought it only came from those fancy (laughs) candy stores (laughs) yeah that's dude jana is quite the baker it's amazing she's just like she made an apple pie the other day that was awesome and when we were eating it she's like this is the first apple pie i've ever made (laughs) i'm like what because it was she's just 
an awesome cook and baker. So I will be continuing what's, to add to my winter weight. Thanksgiving, good. What's what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oh, what's the, dude, what's your go to? Sweet potatoes. But I say that because really? they're like, you know, the sweet potato casserole, but it's like butter and brown sugar. It's so good that it's basically dessert. Put the but marshmallows you eat it. on top. Oh yeah. No, no, no marshmallows, no marshmallows, just okay. brown sugar and butter melted together as the whole top layer. So it's like crispy on top yeah. and you crunch through it and you got another layer of that under like a half inch of sweet potato. It's so good, man. So good. What about you? Interesting. We had a pretty big debate about this. Of wow. The best. Yeah. There was a couple people that were cranberry sauce, which I'll be honest, never no, never heard that before. Like who likes? No, cran- I that's just it was good, that but that's like top. Like that brings, might be top five. Color. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't even put it in there. I would. I don't eat it. <laughs> like no, thank you. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, but we, uh, uh, for me, it's the stuffing by by far mm. hands down. Yeah, stuffing wins a hundred percent of the time. Um, hmm. But you have to have stuffing with mashed potatoes, so. I guess huh. mashed potatoes and stuffing together. And yeah, mashed potatoes. In, you know, your gravy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the last, for like my Thanksgiving, you know, leftovers for the rest of the week were yeah. sandwiches. Um, so mm-hmm. it was like the turkey you put on there, put a little bit of the gravy on there, but then you Dude. put a layer of mashed potatoes and a yes. layer of stuffing. Oh, so good. That um, is. There's a Dude, restaurant. I don't, I, I don't know how you would get any work done after eating that for lunch. Like, <laughs> like how you do anything. I took a nap. nap. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> Knock me out. I took a nap. I bet. I didn't I have bet. to work after Thanksgiving. Like, we're off, oh, but, that's true. That's um, true. Yeah. Like that next day, I just a little bit of turkey. I was like, I can't, I can't keep my <laughs> eyes open. What the heck? So I went and took a nap. Not cold. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Speaking There's of turkeys, like I had something. Nap, no, there is nothing better than that, dude. I had something crazy happen uh, two day, three days ago at my house. So you know, I have the woods like right behind my house, and my neighbor has yeah. woods. And there's this flock of turkeys that will hang out in our area occasionally. And uh, dude, I thought out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a goose flying over my house and I was like whoa that's like super close so I like turned and looked out there were literally 15 or 20 turkeys flying from my neighbor's house over the road over my house and to my woods I've never seen a turkey fly that far or that high and I've never seen them fly over my house it was like the craziest thing it was really cool they were maybe like 30 feet off the ground just cruising a bunch of them landed in this tall tree I have back here yeah, they're bit like full size turkeys, man. Like, no joke, That's turkeys. Crazy. It was nuts. It was really nuts. I'll be so honest. Turkey. I'm landing in a tree. Like that's yeah. a that'd be a sight to see. Like dude, I don't even know. They were a like fifty. I they were like fifty, sixty feet up. Dude, they sleep in trees. They find the tallest tree they can wherever they are, and huh. they fly to the top, and that's where they sleep all night. Like so, they don't get eaten by foxes and stuff. Turkeys are crazy, man. You would yeah. think, like, I guess it's after Thanksgiving, so it's probably like, coast is clear, guys, let's go. <laughs> um, but, like, you would think right. during that season they're going to hide. 
Like, right. I don't know. I would, if I was a turkey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be around people. They're all the um, ones that the made it to people. Friday, and they're like, "We know, we know, we're good for this year." So Another let's show year. them we can fly. <laughs> Another many, year of do you life. Ever eat turkey outside of of Thanksgiving, other than like deli meat uh, kind of turkey, but like occasionally around like Easter or sometimes over Christmas, my mom would do turkey and ham. Yeah, so every once in a while, but. Turkey at Thanksgiving is my favorite. Turkey outside of that is like, uh, do we have another meat? Like, do we have a second option? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not a huge turkey fan. No. In our family, turkey is only Thanksgiving. Uh, it's the only time yeah. you ever see it. Uh, yeah. And then it's ham at all the other big holidays or some kind of roast. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, good old Thanksgiving. What are you asking uh, Santa for for Christmas this year? You know, uh, it is not super exciting. Uh, I think Jana and I are both asking Santa for a solid uh, home espresso machine. Um, so I mm. think we're going to like pool our gift, you know, what we would have got each other and just get a really good uh, or a pretty good at home espresso machine. DeLonghi makes these like, like real. Yeah, like legit. Not like, like a already, like, version of the espresso machine like the right. nasty or ones or whatever yeah the no not like uh you're no your, you're packing your own coffee in you exactly got the tapper. yes yes you gotta have the tamper dude like do it the right way so i think we're gonna do that as our gift to ourselves and maybe i'll get you know some small stuff too or something but yeah man that's that's the big one so if santa comes through on that that's pretty big. we'll be bumped nice. yeah what about you that's a pretty big one yeah, uh, I just did a ton of Black Friday shopping, as I was telling you before this show started. Yes, uh, so I think I'm set for the holidays. Nice. Um, like I was going through my, I have I have a bunch of lists on Amazon that you like go mm-hmm. through and like put things in, and I don't think there's anything on it that I really really want. Uh, nice. Unless someone wants to buy it for me, I guess, but I don't want to spend any money on it. Um, I want to get into record like vinyls. I think that'd be a blast. Mm. But yeah. Like, Good, good record machines. You're talking like 400 bucks. Yeah, um, they're no joke. It's like, yeah, I don't think I'm that into it. <laughs> I want to spend 400 dollars on it. No, uh, and I don't, funny, I don't man. think I could. I don't think I could write that one off. Like, I don't, I don't no. think I could write off a record player as a business expense. Maybe if I was mm. like, maybe if I got really creative and I just found like a company that was like, hey, you need branding, you need some website graphics work. Totally. in the record business or somehow connected and I got to like understand <laughs> them better. Maybe then. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. now. I, I don't think I can write it off. So it'd be hard no. to justify. No. Yeah. That's fair. That's the problem, man. The older you get, the more expensive your hobbies get. Mm-hmm. It's just reality. That is the problem. And yeah. That is 100%. Hobby I, get into, I feel like I'm dropping a couple of grand and you're like, dang it, Josh, you don't need any more hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Well, dude, um, do you want to get what into what we what we did not know before? Um, <laughs> what we still don't know. Let's just be honest about it. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today, and Josh and I probably we probably should have like a good Pentecostal preacher with us to walk us through how they view the Holy Spirit, because you and I seem to both come from kind of traditions of Christianity that just didn't de-emphasize the Holy Spirit. They just didn't talk about it. 
So you and I naturally just don't think about it that often as being like, you know, if you believe in the Trinity, like being one of the three equal parts of God, um, equal and distinct parts of God, um, which I hope that's not offensive to anybody, but like realistically, I just didn't grow up thinking about the, the Holy Spirit, hearing about it very often at all, except for things like through the power of the Holy Spirit or things like that, you know, phrases like that. Um, I didn't hear about it much. Honestly, in, in Mark, in the um, Mark 1, 10, where it talks about, and it, in a couple of the Gospels, it talks about this, where Jesus is baptized and the Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove. Um, that's like the most frequent way I heard the Holy Spirit talked about ever growing up, you know, um, like my church didn't talk about praying in tongues, didn't, nobody I knew did that. Uh, it wasn't until college that I met somebody who like had prayed in tongues. Um, and until I went to a church, uh, once or twice where people actually were speaking in tongues and that was crazy to me. Um, I don't know, man. So I'm I'm like super far from an expert of the Holy Spirit at all. So I'm not going to pretend to be um, in any way. But we're going to talk about some of the role of the Holy Spirit from our very limit. For I'll talk about it from my extremely limited perspective um, on it, and maybe you'll add to it uh, some, or maybe you'll be like talking Siamese cats and pyramids and like things to. <laughs> you know, throwing stuff out there, uh, that, that seeing if it sticks to the wall. So I don't know, man, what, uh, what do you have yeah. as thoughts as we introduce this idea of, of yeah, the Holy like, Spirit as a, as a foundation? Sure. For me, um, we, I grew up in a, in a Southern Baptist church an SBC church, um, and in a traditional, um, conservative SBC church. Um, all the way up until my early twenties. Uh, and the Holy spirit was talked about when the Trinity was talked about. Um, but outside of that, we didn't necessarily talk a lot about the Trinity though. We did talk about the characteristics or the, um, um, role of the Trinity. And we just applied those characteristics and role to other, other elements. So it was either God, the father or Jesus. Um, so like the Holy spirit is in all re like reality, the one that we interact with 98% of the time, uh, in our hmm. Christian lives, mm -hmm. like he is the go between Jesus was very clear on that. He's going to send us the helper. Like he's the go between us and Jesus and, and God, the yeah. father. Um, so we interact with the Holy spirit a crap ton, um, mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily give credit to the Holy spirit of what he's up to and what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Like when we talk about the power of God, right? Well, we have access to the power of God because of the Holy Spirit. Um, we talk about gifts of the, or, you know, gifts of the Spirit, um, things like, um, you know, hospitality and, and those types of gifts found in Corinthians. Um, like those are given by the Holy Spirit. Um, so there's, there's definitely things that like are attributes of the Holy Spirit that we just don't apply to the Holy Spirit. We give Jesus the credit or God the credit. And in all reality, in my world, I probably talk about Jesus a lot more than I even talk about God the Father or God or, or the Holy Spirit and attribute both characteristics of, of the Father and the Spirit to Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
and mainly I, and the biggest reason I do that is we can all talk about God, whether you are a Christian or, or another religion. Um, I think when you start to talk about Jesus, you di- you dif- you dif- differentiate. Your DF- Why can't I say that word? Differentiate. Dif- differentiate. I can't get the end of it. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's one of those days. Um, <sighs> you you know that that's the difference between you and 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 others. So I, people can see that when you're starting to talk about those things. So um, yeah. also really easy to get into the gospel when you're talking about Jesus. Um, so I, I think for yeah. me that's that's typically what I do. It's not that um, like th- there's definitely movements around the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, Andrew mentioned one of them um, that that definitely talk about the spirit more live in the power of the spirit more um, and all those types of things. And it's not that I disagree with all those beliefs, um, but it's um, we just end up applying those truths to, to other aspects of the gospel or uh, other aspects of the Trinity. um, I think more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. What's your limited knowledge on this one, Andrew? Yeah. Well, okay. Top of mind. Um, the Holy Spirit is, you know, part of the part of the Trinity, um, where it's like God the Father, Jesus Christ, um, and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, back even it's in Genesis one, I think Genesis one, where it's talking about and the spirit hovered over the waters, you know, and a lot of people would attribute that to the Holy Spirit, like, see, Holy Spirit was there. Uh, right at the beginning, you know, um, of the Bible and like for all time implied, like always been, always will be. Um, and yeah, like you were kind of referencing that we see things like the spirit came up on them, you know, um, even like in the old Testament, like Samson, um, like prayed, you know, and, and like, got the power of the Holy spirit filled him yet again. Um, and he was able to perform kind of the last, crazy act of strength that he, that he had. If you know that story, um, there's a lot of times like that throughout the Bible where it talks about like when God's power comes, it's through the Holy spirit. It's the, I don't want to say like, again, with all of this, like analogies of things that are common to us are always going to fall short because they're not God. You know, they are things that were made by God, but I think of the Holy spirit in terms of like, a force like wind or um, yeah, like wind is probably applicable because it can have this crazy, crazy force or it can have a uh, limited effect on the, the things around it where when the Holy spirit is, is doing something and moving in a big way, it can be forceful and huge and seen um, or it can be very subtle, um, you know? Um, so some of the things that that are like the common things I think about the Holy Spirit are like I said that first one where when Jesus was baptized the Holy Spirit came down in the form of the dove. Um, when Jesus was raised after being crucified and was like going and visiting people who had been following him and especially his disciples, he said, "Listen, like this is paraphrasing, but basically, once I go, once I ascend into heaven, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you." that will be a helper and guide to you. Um, like that's going to present this close and direct relationship between you and God that has never been there before. 
you know, um, the Holy Spirit is that thing that like you kind of referenced, we probably take for granted um, most of the time because it's like, like wind, I kind of view the Holy Spirit as being the medium that, um, that is like connecting us directly to God when we pray um, with our, uh, yeah, when we pray, when we ask God to do things in our lives and when we experience God's power in our lives, I think that's through the Holy Spirit. So, um, but with that said, like, it's interesting, man. Like I, I will pray for things and, and ask God to move in power. Like I, there's this, uh, coworker who is like, has really advanced cancer. Um, and just found out not long ago, um, she and her husband have, have little kids. Like it's this terrible thing. You never would have guessed, you know, this person seems super healthy and now it's like months to live, you know, and, and kind of past the point where doctors can even, um, do anything realistically to treat it. They just can like, Hey, maybe we can prolong your life a little bit if we do this. And so in times like that, I'll ask very clearly, God, like move in your power and heal this person, do this thing that nobody else could do by the power of your Holy Spirit, like move, do this, you know, for your glory. Um, and I'll ask for things like that. But um, otherwise, I still just really don't talk about or think about the Holy Spirit and, and its role that often. I'm not sure why, you know, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just comfortable a, in that or I'm not seeking it out uh, to to better understand the Holy Spirit. Maybe I should be. Maybe this is like a, a wake up call for me. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's traditions that um, because the, the because there's sex or groups of people that abused um, the spirit. Um, in terms of utilizing it for their own benefits, we think like televangelists um, through the nineties, the eighties and nineties. So I think there's, there's definitely traditions that steered away from the spirit because they just, but they steer too far. And I, you know, I'd have grown up one of these traditions um, to, to not give credit. Like, um, like I said, the spirit's the one that we interact with, with most often, um, you know, to, in today's age, you know, physical, physical Jesus is no longer here. Um, this is our helper. This is our comforter. Like it's it's the spirit that that intercedes on our behalf. And there's a theological idea out there um, that God the Father has never left His throne. Um, so in this in in the um, scheme of mm-hmm. the creation of the world through the story of of the Israelites to Jesus coming to you know um, salvation being established to the church you know coming out of that. Um, that God never left, God, the father never left his throne. Um, hmm. So when we see um, at creation, like Andrew was saying, and all the things that were happening there um, in, in that theological thought, it com- it gets attributed to either the spirit or it gets attributed to Jesus. Um, yeah. Since it wasn't physically there necessarily, he may have been, we don't know how he actually created, but yeah. um, it would, I would credit that to Jesus. Like Jesus is the physical representation of God of the hmm. Trinity, the spirits, everything else. Um, you look at like, um, uh, God wrestling Jacob, you know, even in, mm-hmm. in um, in that story, like God is a, a, attributed to that. Well, in the idea that God, God, the father never left his throne, um, that was probably Jesus cause it was physical form. 
Um, so there's that, that view <laughs> of how we kind of separate the, the three, you know, um, equal elements of, of who God is, um, that God yeah. is the, God, the father is the authority. That's where the power lives. Um, yeah. the spirit gives us the ability to connect relationally to God, the father, um, through conversation, um, through experience, through emotion. Um, but also, um, he's our access, our conduit on accessing the power of God. Um, yeah. Jesus was the physical representation of God here on earth. Um, he established a lot. We talk about Jesus a lot. Jesus talked about throughout the epistles and, and the rest of the letters and, and gospels uh, in the new covenant. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I, I say all this mm-hmm. to say this. I don't think it's necessarily bad that we attribute the wrong characteristics to each element of, of the Trinity. Um, mm. I think it's helpful to know which elements um, you're interacting with, um, which elements carry what characteristics. I hate calling God elements, but I don't know what other <laughs> word to use. No, um, our language persons, falls short, persons, you know, our persons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, we're, we're failing miserably. Lord Jesus, I apologize. Um, yeah. but I think there's that, man, there's this, this always like reminded me, reminds me of the holiness of God. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but That's me okay. just saying that reminded me of this. Um, the, uh, the the scribes of of the old testament um as they wrote it over and over again um tradition at least church history tells us our jewish history tells us that when a scribe came to the word god and you even see this now most most practicing jews don't write the word god they write mm-hmm. g hyphen d mm-hmm. um to avoid the holiness of god um but uh, the tradition tells us that when scribes would get to that word, they, they wrote it at, during that time. Um, they would go through ceremonial washing, write the word, and they go through ceremonial washing again. Uh, and uh, there's some passages uh, in Genesis. There's some passages in other parts of scripture too that has got a lot. So I could only yeah. imagine how long it took them to yeah. write those, those terms. Right. Down. But I, I think we miss the holiness oftentimes and holiness comes with authority. Um, today's society we're, we're scared of authority um, because we've seen abuse of authority especially in the church unfortunately mm-hmm. we've seen abuse of authority so we're, we're we're scared to to walk into those grounds but there's a level of holiness that i think we miss out on from god the father um yeah that he is set apart there's there's nothing like him um you know that we've ever experienced there's nothing like him that we have like that we have that we've never there's nothing like it yeah well and maybe Um, maybe the effective and like i don't know maybe the holy spirit is just so good at making us feel directly connected to god that that our like default is this like i can be i don't know nonchalant or casual with god because yeah. I can speak directly to him, you know, where like when you're when you're in a church that's super liturgical or or has a lot of connection, like a lot of things that you do, like even in Catholic churches, it's much more like, you know, you you the priest kind of intercedes on the people's behalf and it's more separated and even with that dynamic, a lot of times Catholic churches look and feel and extremely different than like the evangelical churches that that Josh and I have been a part of do. And and part of it is like the cathedrals in in Europe were like built um, in part 
to to represent like the awe and holiness and power of God. Like this is this is not a normal building. This is not for a normal reason. This is like over over the top opulent and over the top holy and over the top set apart so that you understand these characteristics about God. And even in our like US American church architecture, we're just like, no, like it just needs to be functional. Like it's just maybe it can look nice, but it's like make it a physically functional building so we can get a thousand people in it or 500 people or, or whatever. And I'm not saying one is good or bad, but I'm, I'm just saying like um, there are some of these things that, that maybe make us feel like we have more of a casual relationship to God um, in our common lives, in our, our daily lives. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know if that that makes any sense at all, but maybe I was going to say the Holy Spirit's so good at, at his job that we feel that direct closeness, but I know I don't always feel the closeness to God that I should, um, and I don't always feel the uh, level of like reality that God is holy and set apart from me that I should. I'm I'm probably too casual in that relationship often um, because there should be like you know, this idea of the fear of the Lord that is so common in the Bible is like, comes down to the fact that like, God is holy and set apart and your creator, like you are the created, you are not God, you know, and there's a level of fear of the Lord that comes in understanding, like God is altogether different, uh, yet still loves me and still relates to me personally, you know? Um, but it's hard to like maintain that in my daily life, I guess, of like a level of holiness. Well, I think, um, yeah, I think where it comes into play on whether or not you have a healthy view of who God is, is whether or not uh, you start to limit God's power in your life. So, like, <clears throat> um, if you if you look at a circumstance or situation, you say God, um, God couldn't intervene in that, or God doesn't want to intervene in that. Um, because he just like he, he's not powerful enough, right? Like I think we get yeah. into those places. Like I have a wrong view of God if I don't think God can't intervene or work it out to to the good of those who love Him. Um, I, I think we we get scared of terminology we find in Scripture, like the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, God's authority, God's power, God being holy and set apart. Um, I, I think we 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 get scared of those terms because we feel like God's going to control us, like. Well, if I'm scared, I'm scared of God. That's what. That's why I do what I'm supposed to do. Because I'm scared of His vengeance. Yeah. Um, which, yes, God is a just God. There's there's repercussions to our actions, um, but God's not trying to control us. If He was, Jesus wouldn't have had to come, right? Like mm-hmm. the the salvation story would have no merit if if we had no choice. Right, like it yeah. was just we're puppets and God's just pulling strings, and you know it's for His entertainment and amusement um, that we all exist as humanity. God's not trying to control us; He He really does want relationship with us. And and bringing it back to the Holy Spirit conversation, like um, that's where we find relationship is through the the gifts and the attributes of of the Spirit. Um, and I think oftentimes, and I think this is where it gets into scary ground when we don't give the spirit proper credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get there by saying something else, but, um, I, I think we forget oftentimes that as Christians and as humans in general, but more as Christians, cause we've been born again. Um, like we're spiritual beings by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like yeah. we live in a separate world um, than necessarily the physical world that that encapsulates us. Yeah, like, you you read scripture, and I can't remember the scripture off the top of my head. Um, I think Paul said it, but like you're you're no longer you know citizens of this world. You know, yeah. you're citizens of a new kingdom. Um, things have changed. It's like the whole movement through the '90s and early 2000s of not of this world. That was like a brand of clothing or something, mm-hmm. um, and they like to make stupid shirts that look like other company shirts good old good old christian that's the good old christian way let's just rip off current culture and make it christianese right. no that's not good and you think we're going to attract people with that good luck uh, oh man but we're, we are spiritual beings and we we live in a spiritual realm and i think oftentimes with the holy spirit we we forget that and because we forget that um, we play by the rules of this world rather than the rules of the spiritual world. And this is why we're no longer interacting necessarily with the spirit as often as we think, mm-hmm. or we don't give credit as often as, as we should. Um, I, I think the other piece too is like one of the, one of the terminologies used to, to describe the spirit and I'll have to find the verse and we'll post in the show notes, but um, is that he's the comforter. Um, mm. And I remember the, there's a, there's a book called the forgotten God by Francis Chan. Um, uh, essentially, it's a book on the spirit. I wonder what the tagline. I think the tagline was like, "Let me see Amazon." Um, the tagline was like a punch in the face as well. For if I could spell forgotten, the forgotten God. I don't know why that was so difficult to write. Um, oh yeah, reversing the tragic neglect of the Holy Spirit uh, is the tagline Ooh. to this book by Francis Chan. Oh man, uh, it's a great read, but. The one thing I do remember that I took away from the book is this idea of if uh, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, um, mm-hmm. like why would I need a comforter when I'm so comfortable in my life, right? Mm. Like if if I'm comfortable, I'm doing all the same things. I, like I know how it's going to play out. I've I've laid it all out. Um, there's you're not going to be mm. any um, adventure. There's not going to be any twists and turns. Um, like why would I need a comforter um, if I'm comfortable? Uh, yeah. And that always, that always hit me like straight, straight between the eyes where you're like, holy crap, like it's true. Like in part of it is American Christianity. Um, like we're, we're very comfortable. Um, we like to mm-hmm. be comfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable in any sense of the imagination. Um, mm-hmm. We think it's wrong if we feel that way. Um, but there is a life of adventure. I think that we miss out on when we don't recognize that we are spiritual beings fighting a spiritual battle and um, with yeah. the power of the Holy spirit. Um, you know, at our forefront, that it gives us access to the power that, that God the Father carries. Uh, like I, I think we miss out on all that, and you know, you, you get to that place. Oftentimes, um, this is when people walk away from the faith. Oftentimes, is they get to this place like, is this it? Like, I just show up on Sunday morning. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just do mm-hmm. this thing, and um, you know, sometimes you know we we serve, and sometimes we give. Uh, is this all that Christianity is? And the the resounding answer is no. Like, there's so much mm-hmm. more to this. And one thing I found, like, is you know, our model of, of Hill City is you know we're, we want to be highly relational because we think inside a relationship is where discipleship happens. And Jesus was very clear: we're, we're called to make disciples. Um, so we're, we're trying to do that, but you start yeah. to get involved in people's lives and it's messy. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. just is yeah. um, like so messy. I just think of like story after story um, of just even, you know, our, 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 you know, in comparison, small group of people um, and just the stories that come out of that where you're like, man, the yeah. crap that people are dealing with, the weight of it, the harm yeah. that has happened, um, all these different things. You're like, yeah, people's lives are messy. Or like, you know, you think you're, you're 
booking down the right road and think people are understanding and getting it. You know, you yeah. have, you know, you think, man, this person's going to be a leader for us. Uh, and then all of a sudden they just disappear and you're like, what the hell um, mm-hmm. is going on here? Uh, that people just aren't ready to take their part of the equation on because they want to stay comfortable. Uh, yeah. And then they wonder why their relationship with Jesus sucks, you know, a year mm-hmm. from now. And you're like, I don't really have a relationship with Jesus. I've thought about Jesus in a long mm-hmm. time. Um, it's because you walked away from it all somewhere along the way. Um, yeah. But like, I, I think there's a, a higher level of adventure. I say all this, say this. I think there's a higher level of adventure that we could be having as Christians if mm-hmm. we chose just to lean into the spirit more. Yeah. That could ask for that power to be like used right? on our behalf, active and real in in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's maybe the toughest part. One of the toughest parts about like walking uh, in the way that Jesus did, you know, is that you look at his example and the things that God did through him uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's like. I could never get there. Um, but the reality is each day you live as a Christ follower. Like if you're taking the next right step, there's always something higher that God is calling you to. And when I say that, I don't mean like some showier office or some, you know, bigger microphone where maybe he'll give you that. I don't know. But, um, but I mean like there's always a next thing that God is calling you to, as long as you're, breathing, uh, your job is not done. You know, like if you, if you're alive as a Christ follower, there's things that God wants to do in and through you, um, in your life. And I do think it's about like, yeah, the power of the Holy spirit and leaning into it. And like, I think I was thinking of the, the role of the Holy spirit being the one that propels us forward, convicts us, speaks to us, um, prompts us to pray for others. Um, I think that maybe is the is the way that I sense the role or sense the Holy Spirit the most is when I'm like, man, it's 2 a.m. and I'm, you know, getting one of the girls back to sleep and all of a sudden, you know, you're on my mind or somebody else is and it's just like, hey, pray for this person, you know, where it's not this big booming voice, um, but it's just like, I have no idea why they're on my mind right now. Um, I should just pray for them for a little bit. And then I do. And nine times out of 10, when I'm like, hey, I was praying for you the other night. Like, how you doing? Um, People are like, yeah, here's this huge thing going on in my life. And like you said, with relational discipleship, it's like it's a can of worms that is easier left unsaid or left uh, not touched. And and I get it. Like, Mm -hmm we're all busy. Like there's, there's plenty to do in life. And, um, if you're somebody who leans into responsibility, then that, that always gives you more responsibility, you know? Um, so Mm -hmm. like there's appeal to being like, yeah, I'm a Christian. So I just go to church once a week or once every couple of weeks when I can, and that's it, you know, but there's, there's reward and like depth and just so much, I don't know, the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, like that is the fruit of the spirit. And, and you lean into your relationship with the Lord. And those are the things that can come out of it. And they're, they're not things that are just like, I'm busy, so I can't make time for that. It's like, 
what kind of person doesn't want to be loving, doesn't want to be gentle, doesn't want to be good, doesn't want to be patient, you know, like (laughs) why, why, what do you mean? Like that, those are all the best characteristics you could have. Like, why don't, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we want that? Like, I don't know. We don't want the work that it takes to get those things. Um, Hmm. And all reality is majority of those characteristics, like you're going to get walked on by people. Um, People don't want to be walked on. Like it's this idea that's been running in my head for like, I don't know, the last couple of months. Like everybody's selfish. That's the reality of it. Hmm. Um, Like we'll use, I'm not using this to be political, but I read a lot of politics. Um, So like Biden's uh, numbers right now are in, are in the pooper. I think they're Mm -hmm. in the the mid thirties, low forties, depending on what polls you're looking at. Um, And, you know, often, oftentimes, you know, political analysts like to look at that and say, um, you know, it's because of Afghanistan. That's when his numbers starting to drop. Well, if you really start to dig into it, it's not actually Afghanistan. In all reality, people don't really give a crap about other people in a country they don't know about. That's just the human reality. Um, the real issue is that's when it started to hit their pocketbooks and everybody's mm. selfish. So Biden's rating started to drop when gas started to go up. Biden's rating started to drop when food prices started to go up. When people started to realize yeah. and feel um, inflation, like that's when his that's when his numbers started to drop because everybody's selfish. And the reality with like, yeah, we all want to have peace, we all want to have patience, um, we all all want to have self control. We all want, the reality is like, sure, those things are helpful to us, but if they're not benefiting mm. me, yeah, um, I, you know, if I was really honest with myself, I don't care. Like mm. I don't care to have those things because they're not benefiting me. Um, yeah. I want I want peace because peace benefits me. But in yeah. all reality, peace benefits the people around you. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's what the Christian life is all about. Like that's the shift and the change that's happening, happening as we walk with Jesus is it's, it's going to be less and less about you. Mm. Um, and that's a really hard lesson to learn. And, um, yeah. And, you know, as Jesus, you know, brings those, those truths, those spirit that those gifts of the, or those fruits of the spirit out in us, um, and, and shapes it like that's a hard journey. Um, and I think yeah. this goes back to the comfortable conversation too. It's comfortable for me to stay the same. It's comfortable me to do the same things that I've yeah. always done the way that I've always done them um, mm-hmm. and look for like little wins along the way so I can feel good about myself. Right. But man, we're missing out on so much mm-hmm. fruit if we just chose cho- choose to get uncomfortable. Like, you know, you made the comment, um, you know, that Jesus is working in you and through you um, or yeah. growing you, you know, in you and through you. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Christian term we use all the time. Through you, I think we're 100%, uh, 100% for the most part, more for than in me. Hmm. Like in terms of change, yeah. Like through yeah. me, like yeah, I could I could serve in a you know soup kitchen. I can serve these because it makes me feel good. Um, mm. Not necessarily building relationship with those people, um, but it yeah. makes me feel good, so I'm happy. But you start mm. talking about in me, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. for me to love more, <laughs> do you know how much work that's going to be? Right. Like for me to have <laughs> true patience, yeah. do you know how much yeah. work that's going to be for me? Mm-hmm. Like that's where we start to run into this. Like, no, people don't, people don't want to dig into, you know, uh, the spirit being in their comfort because they don't want to be comforted. They like to be comfortable all the time, Yeah, uh, but you can't be comforted if you're already comfortable. Um, so digging into the life of people, um, digging into those hard conversations with God, digging into, and these are all aspects of the spirit. Like the spirit yeah. would be our voice box to, to God, the father. And um, we don't directly talk to God, the father. We do because of the Trinity, but then we're getting into wishy-washy. That's hard to explain. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say wishy-washy, the gray area. That's hard to explain. Right. Um, 
So I, I think there's that piece too of like when we start digging in, yeah, life gets more difficult before it gets better. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and when we finally get to those places where like, yeah, I really do want these things and I want to do the work to these things. Um, it's not work up to you. We've said this before. Like this is, it's the yeah. spirit's job to make these changes in you, but you're an active participant in the process. And if you're not actively participating, these things aren't going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, this comes back to God's going to let you do this life any way you want to do it. Um, yeah. The, for whatever reason, that's the choice that he's given people. And this is why we have evil in our world still. Totally. Um, like, and because of that, like we could stay the same for years. And you know, one statement we say here all the time, I have gnats all over my freaking house right now. Um, <laughs> they have not died yet. I left trash in my freaking trash can <laughs> when I left for a week. And, and, and they're still there. Oh, <gasps> that's funny. I don't know what to do. Someone told me to like turn my heat down. So I did. And that didn't work. Dude, like, so that person's not a friend anymore. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about and all that, but gnats suck and they're freaking everywhere in my house. They're gnats. like, I'm in my office. I'm so far away from the trash can, but no, there's going to be gnats. Gnats uh, do suck. But I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a big piece of when we really start to lean into the spirit, uh, and I'm not saying like lean in the spirit for the selfish side of things. Like there's definitely those right. movements. Um, I'm going to speak a word over people. Like, right. let's be honest. That's just to make you feel better. Mm. It has nothing to do with the word you're speaking over that person for mm-hmm. 98% of the people that are doing it out there. Yeah. Um, like, sure. If God's given you a word to per- speak to someone, speak it and move on and don't do it publicly. Don't make it a big deal. Yeah. Um, do it in the most highest levels of humility you possibly can. Um, because it's going to be like, Hey, I don't know if, God wants you to know this or not, but like, that's what I feel like I'm supposed to tell you. So here you go and do whatever, do with it, whatever you will. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the voice of God. Um, like be careful with that kind of stuff. Cause I think that's where the spirit yeah. gets a bad name. Right. Um, is that's why that's, to manipulate a, him. that's a good chunk is it's like, it's hard to understand. And there are, uh, there have been movements and people who have like encouraged, Hey, do this so that you look good. You know, so then there's whole reactions of like, no, let's, yeah, yeah. But then there's a whole reactions of like, no, we're just not going to talk about it. We're not going to think about it. We're just going to leave that out because we know it could go wrong or we we've seen it, you know, go wrong in these ways. Not that the Holy Spirit went wrong. We've just seen people abuse that, uh, power of God, um, and and trying to do that for selfish gain, which our relationship with the Lord is not about selfish gain. Like you said, it's more about, you know, uh, less of you, more of me, like more of, more of God being seen in and through your life and less of you being seen in and through your life. And I think the Holy spirit guides that process and, and guides it in power and in truth and over time. Um, and sometimes in big bang ways, you know, like big, huge, crazy things mm-hmm. can happen, but often just through the quiet nudges, quiet, like, Hey, mm-hmm. pray for this person. Hey, I want to start working on patience in your life. Hey, uh, I want to, I want you to start serving in this way that you weren't comfortable with before. Like the Holy spirit, I think pokes and prods out of love of like, no, I'm trying to get you somewhere mm-hmm. else. Like you're here. That's great. I love you, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you there. Like we're we're moving that way, you know. And there's always a, a direction. There's always the thing ahead. Um, but man, I know this is slightly short, but that's that's got to be my final thought. I got to jump in just a sec here, but um, I don't know, man. Like I I feel like 
maybe I should go and read that book by Francis Chan. That might be really like, cause I really haven't put enough time into thinking about the role of the Holy spirit. And, uh, and yeah. I feel like that might be something about God that would be, I don't know, challenging and convicting and, and just good for me to maybe build a little bit more understanding of not that I need to understand it for it to work and be true and real, but it could be something that God might want to move in my life in because I've just probably neglected that a little bit in my life. So yeah, man. Yeah. I think too, like kind of along the lines of what you're just talking about, like I, at least in my experience with God and him shaping me and seeing more fruits of the spirit in my life, like he's not a, he's not, the spirit isn't obvious in what he's working on. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you said he's uh, let's, let's talk, you know, creating more patience in your life. He doesn't tell me he's creating more patience in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, I wouldn't even say he puts me in situations. I would say he, he brings things to attention about stuff about who I am that needs to die off. Um, that isn't mm-hmm. helpful. That isn't, yeah. that is actually causing harm um, yeah. to my life and to lives of those around me. Um, and, dealing with that kind of stuff starts to produce more godly fruit in my life or spiritual fruit in my life yeah. um, because it's becoming less of me and more of God. Yeah. Um, but it takes like, it takes the humility to have those hard conversations and then it takes the obedience to do the, what feel like small things. So at least for me um, that end up piling up to become really big things, but you don't yeah. like the spirit's really good at what he does. Like, it's not like, he's not like, okay, today we're going to get rid of this specific thing in your life. And you're like, holy crap, that seems really mm-hmm. hard and a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, it's, Hey, I want you to, I want you to notice this. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've noticed this now. Awesome. I want you to do this when you notice this. Great. Um, now that you're noticing and doing these things, I want you to teach someone else the same thing that I'm teaching you, <laughs> yeah. um, which by the way, reinforces, um, mm-hmm. that's scientific right there. Um, uh, yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for living in the world of that. But um, like, it's those small things. And then six months go down the road, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like the last time I was in this situation, I blew a gasket, and I was living. Yeah. And now it doesn't even face me. How the hell did I get here? Right. It's those types of things. That, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Most of the time, growth shocks you because you don't realize what the Spirit's been up to all this time, or what Jesus has been up to, whoever you're giving credit to. It was the right. Spirit that was doing the speaking, by the way. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think there's an adventure that's found with the spirit that we don't necessarily tap into um, as Christians. And adventure, when I say adventure, I mean like the unknown. We don't know how something's going to play out. That's an adventure yeah. to me. Um, it could be a variety of different physical things that you're doing or environments that you're in. But like that's yeah. the adventure part of like I don't, which for me, like my personality, I want to know how it's going to play out. I want to know what's going to happen. I'm going to do my research to figure out as most I possibly can to know what's going to happen when it happens. But there's always going to be those surprises in there. Um, yeah. And you got to be okay with that too. But yeah, yeah, I think that's my final thought. I, I think, I think for the spirit, I grew up in a tradition that was, that was terrified of abusing. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit or their views on the spirit um, and manipulating, controlling people for their own personal benefit and gain. Um, so they just ran from it. Yeah. Um, I think by running from it, we got really comfortable with what mm. we know about God um, and yeah. what we know about what, what we thought we knew about what God wanted us to do that we completely missed out of. Like, just yeah. look at it from the perspective, of, like the, the great commission, the last thing that Jesus told his church to do, what's the percentage of people actually living that out? in the low digits if that sure. percentage wise yeah that's not even in you know even in the world that i run in i run in the, the discipleship 
you know, relational discipleship world where that's our goal as churches. Um, and even in those goals as churches, I was just talking to a pastor, they're a church about, uh, 15, 1700, um, post COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to figure out who they're, all their disciple, disciple makers are. And mm. they have somewhere around 28, 29 disciple makers wow. in a church of 1500. Wow. Right? Like, and they're intentionally, if it's built into their structure of how they run their church, trying wow. to do this. And that's mm. their success rate. Like people like to stay selfish. We don't like mm. to change. We like to be comfortable. I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Mm. And the second we get involved in people's lives, there's too many unknowns and it freaks us out. But mm. that's the life of the spirit that we can, we can dig into and live into. Yeah. Watch yeah. God speak to us through those things. Yeah. Dude, dang man! I think we, I think we nailed it much better than last time. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, last time was way better, um, way better than know. last time, man. <laughs> uh, if you haven't, if you haven't read Forgotten God, um, yeah, um, yeah, take a listen to that French Chandler. It's an older book. It's probably ten years old now. Um, I'll probably go back. As yeah, but it's as Francis well Chan, so you it. know it's good. You know it's good, whether it's dated or not. Doesn't matter. It's gonna be good. But yeah. if you never read Crazy Love by Francis Chan, I recommend that one too. But yeah. Um, yeah. Andrew, dude, as always, it's always good to see your smiling face. Uh, dude. Hopefully you're not, hopefully you get a little more react, uh, relaxation on this Sunday. So yes. you're ready to go for your crazy week next week. I love you. I'll be praying for you. And those listening, thanks for listening. Hopefully we're helpful to you this week. Love you too, bro. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.